Hi, today I am speaking with Veronica Mark. I've spoken to her before, and uh, she is a bit of a globetrotter, as we will soon discover. And we are going to talk about English as an international language. And uh, Veronica, first of all, let me say, if you enjoy these videos, please subscribe, click on the bell for notifications. And if you follow me on a podcast service, please leave a comment. Hi, Veronica. Nice to see you again. Yeah, hi. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me here. All right. So, uh, let first of all, let's catch, catch up on your history since the last time we spoke. So, uh, many of our listeners won't realize just by listening to you that you're not a native speaker of English. Your English is phenomenal. But, of course, you're not a native speaker of English. You're an example of international English, yep. and which is going to be the subject of our conversation. But uh, update us on, on what has happened to you since we last spoke. Yeah, so since we last spoke, I moved to a different country because, mm -hmm. um, yeah, last time I was living in Russia, in Moscow, I was actually learning Chinese. I was still a college student. Right now, I'm not a college student anymore. I graduated from college and uh, I'm just working on YouTube, making videos for people to learn English. And uh, right now, I live in Mexico City. Yeah, so a lot what, has changed. What is the yeah, what is the uh, name of your YouTube channel? So I have two YouTube channels. The one where I teach people English is called English with Veronica Mark. And uh, the second mm. one is just Veronica Mark, just my name. And what, what's different between the two channels? The difference is uh, English with Veronica Mark is focused on teaching people English. So I share tips on how I manage to improve my English. I help people improve their English. And Veronica Mark is just lifestyle. Basically, I speak mm -hmm. English there too, but it's more like, oh, I went traveling there, you know, follow me, or I did this. It's more like lifestyle content. Yeah. Okay. So. And you said you were learning Chinese. Are you still learning Chinese and are you learning any other languages or do you speak other languages? Um, no, not anymore. Actually, when I graduated from college, I stopped learning Chinese just because I, I had to move to a different country, Mexico, and I didn't speak Spanish at all at first. So now I'm learning Spanish like uh -huh. every single day. So this is definitely my goal to learn uh, Spanish. Yeah. How good is your Spanish right now? If you go out into the street, if you need, uh, you know, help in finding your way or you walk into a store or perhaps friends that you have, are you able to function in, in Spanish? Yeah, I'll be okay. Yeah, my Spanish is mm -hmm. not amazing. Definitely not. I've been learning for like six months now, <laughs> uh -huh. but yeah, yeah. I, I, I know my way around it, I would say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, good. Okay. Now, it's interesting. Uh, I was just chatting with someone and how the most commonly spoken languages in the world are, of course, the languages of the imperialists, call it, the empires, you know, mm -hmm. why do people, so many people speak English, French, Spanish, Portuguese, Russian, uh, Quechua even in Latin America, which was spread by the Inca Empire. So uh, empires tend to spread their languages. Uh, but perhaps no language has become as dominant as the English language. So, because for me, English is it's essentially my native language, although I was born in Sweden, but since the age of five, I've lived in Canada. So, as a non-native speaker of English, what is the attitude of the person learning English? Do they learn it out of necessity? Do they learn it out of interest? 
what's the attitude towards this idea that this language above all others, a language which is no better than any other, originally spoken by people who live on this foggy island in the North Atlantic, why do we have to learn English? Like, what is the range of feelings that people have when they are confronted with having to learn English? I think right now it's mostly out of necessity because mm -hmm. uh, even when it comes to your hobbies, if you're interested in um, cooking, there are so many recipes in English. Uh, mm -hmm. If you're a professional athlete and you want to like advance in your career, you will have to learn English just to be able to travel, to communicate to different coaches, for example. So mm -hmm. I think right now it's even if a person is just like, oh, I like English, I'm interested in English, but one day they will have to, they will con like, they will have to, um, I would say they will, <laughs> they will be in the situation where they were like, okay, like I need English, I need English for work for um, studying, I want to study at a better university, or I just want to move to a different country and I need English. Yeah. Now, the sort of learning out of necessity, that's not necessarily a great motivator. It's, at least it's not a positive motivation. It's almost a negative motivation. So does the average, from your experience, and you have a lot of people who follow you on YouTube, are people able to find some positive motivation, something positive about learning English that encourages them, encourages them along the way? Yeah, that's uh, very interesting, actually, because I feel like this is something that I'm experiencing with Spanish right now, because I started learning Spanish because of necessity, because I mm -hmm. had to. In Mexico City, yes, you can just live with English, but it will be very difficult. So mm -hmm. I would say that, yes, it's not enough of a motivation to learn a language just because of necessity. And I think uh, people who follow me on YouTube or Instagram, most of them learn English because of necessity, but I think what makes the journey a lot more enjo enjoyable is finding resources that they like. For example, um, what helped me, I learned English because of necessity, because of my um, education and college. I had a lot of subjects in English. So I would, at home, I would like watch YouTube in English. And for me, that was something that would give me a lot of enjoyment and pleasure and satisfaction. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, oh, I love it. This is the way I like learning English. So even though for most of my subscribers, yes, it's like I need English because of my work. However, the paths they take are often like different some people are like oh i only want to focus on business english but other people are like no like i'm okay with exploring <laughs> different subjects different using different resources so i guess it just depends on the person yeah yeah and i would say too that if you really try to just focus on business english you won't succeed in exactly. other words we have to have a general exactly. broadly yeah. based sense of the language before we can start focusing in on, on business English. I, I always laugh when people are going to teach you business English. Yes. Well, no, no. There's English. Yes. There's English. You've got to learn English. Yep. Um, and it, it's quite true that, that in every language, you know, if you're in the beginner material, a lot of the people who write textbooks try and push stuff at you that they think you should know. You should know these Japanese festivals. You should know. You should be interested in this or that. People might be interested in something completely different. So it, nowadays you're able to find stuff of interest. 
And, uh, you know, I always quote the French expression, l'appétit vient en mangeant, the, the appetite comes with the eating. And once you get into a language, then you discover things that are of interest to you. But it remains that English is the language with perhaps the greatest amount of content available on the internet. Spanish mm -hmm. is not bad, is very good. Russian, by the way, has a lot of stuff, uh, you know, and, and particularly for me that I enjoy 19th century literature, you can find books for free. Yeah. And uh, excellent quality audiobook produced in Russia, and so different languages. On the other hand, Persian and Arabic is a lot harder to find stuff, yeah. and um, it is important and it's very helpful when there's an abundance of, of content, hopefully with audio and text available, that something in there is going to be of interest to you. Mm -hmm. um, another subject on in English, you know, sometimes you hear. Well, you know, this Anglo-Saxon imperialism and everybody speaking English is no good, so we should all learn Esperanto. <sighs> I have trouble with that because I personally find Esperanto, like I've never met a native speaker of Esperanto. Now people are coming, oh yes, I know so-and-so, he raised his kids on Esperanto. But that's not true. Uh, there's no culture there. There's no food. There's no place called Esperanto land. Yeah. So we're kind of, we're, we're left with English and if you get on a plane, as happened to me, I was in Brazil flying from Iguazu to Rio, and the fellow sitting beside me was a Ukrainian who had been living in Brazil, and we spoke Ukrainian. You're, you're not going to sit beside, you're far more likely to find someone sitting beside you on an airplane who speaks English than just about any other language. Yep. And so like it or not, you know, we're stuck with English and it is kind of useful. Uh, but I can see where people who are not native speakers feel it unfair. Do you sometimes think it's unfair that everyone has to learn English? Why doesn't everyone learn Spanish or Russian or Chinese? Oh, well, this question of whether or not it's unfair, I just think that life is unfair in general. Like when people try to be like, oh, it's fair, or it's unfair. I mean, it is how it is, and there is nothing we can do about it. If you just right. sit there and say, oh, it's unfair, like we have to learn English, why not my native language? Well, you either just sit there and whine about it, or you actually go and learn English, because English right. will always be there, people will always be learning English, and... Um, right. Yeah, that's it. Like, unfortunately, that's the reality we live in. So you either learn English or you don't learn it. I mean, it's your choice. You missed the point. Yeah. And, and it's not really a political statement either. If a, if a Japanese person meets someone from Brazil, they're going to speak English. It's just a practical matter. It, this is how else are they going to communicate? Exactly. The Brazilian is unlikely to speak Japanese. The Japanese person is unlikely to speak Portuguese. Yep. So it's they can use their hands and, and, and gestures or they can speak English. So, yeah, I agree with you. It's, it's a practical solution. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there are regional languages like, but even there, I think in Latin America, yeah, they can speak to each other in Portuguese and Spanish and they more or less understand each other. So that's that's okay too. Yeah. So what are your plans now? You're going to continue with your platform on YouTube. You're yeah. going to learn Sp Spanish. When you become as fluent in Spanish as you are now in English, are you going to start a YouTube channel for learning Spanish? Um, 
I haven't thought about it yet, to be completely honest.、Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to English, for sure, I want to continue making videos because, I mean, even right now, as I am a non-native English speaker, I can see how much I have improved since our last video. For example, because I watched like our last interview a couple of days ago, I was like, "Wow,、uh-huh. my English is a lot better right now." So making videos in English on YouTube has definitely helped me a lot. Um, when it comes to Spanish,、uh, probably not because、um, it's enough for me with just one language. Just sharing my journey with people because I have been learning English basically my whole life. With Spanish, it's more like I don't want to get super super advanced. I just want to be able to live in Mexico City and、uh, use some phrases in Spanish, and I think that's enough for me. Okay, and and we can end on that note. However, if you were to do a video about your struggles in learning Spanish as an adult,、uh, I think it would be quite interesting. Yeah. Because, I mean, as you say, you've been learning English your whole life. There's a lot of English in schools everywhere around the world. Yep. Now you go to a country where they speak Spanish, which you didn't have at school, and so <clears throat> you're starting from scratch. And and what's that experience like? It would be an interesting.、Uh, And and showcase a bit of Mexico City and stuff. That would be fun. Anyway, that's entirely up to you. So, but at any rate, thank you for taking the time. And、uh, I think your level of English is astounding. And yes, even better than it was before.、Uh, and I think that illustrates several things. First of all, I mean, I can detect traces、uh, of sort of non-native, the slightest, slightest suggestion that you're not、uh, a native speaker.、Mm-hmm. But your English is astounding. And the biggest thing to me is that I have the feeling that no matter what I say, no matter how quickly I speak, you will understand everything I say. And that is the, to my mind, the most important goal is comprehension.、Yep. Because for the native speaker, speaking to someone where you have the impression they don't really understand you, that's very unsatisfying. That's not a good feeling.、Mm-hmm. Whereas I can talk to you as soon as I want, and you can understand everything I say. Yep. That is, that's very, very good, and you have definitely improved. So no matter how good we are, we can always improve. That's、definitely. the other message. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that as a non-native speaker, I will always be improving as long as I、mm-hmm. uh, study English. I will always be getting better. And also, actually, recording myself, like having all of those videos, or even like quick audio messages that I send to other people that I can later refer to. Motivates me a lot because I'm like, oh my god! A year ago, I sounded like this, like I didn't know all of these words. But now I feel so much more confident. I speak a lot faster. I know all of these words. So yeah, like having all of those、uh, videos and all of those references really does help me, like motivate me to study English even more. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's not only the fact that you know all these words. The way you assemble your words is in the correct order. Uh, so many people, and it, 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 that's more important than accent. Is is having a sentence structure with the odd clause buried in another clause, but yet everything is English. It's not Russian or it's not German or Chinese. It's it's actually 100% English. So、yes. congratulations. Thank、okay. you. All right. Thank you, Veronica. Nice chatting. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs>